Welcome to Pang Stars. Today's guest is Sammy Smith. She was born on May the 11th in Toronto. That makes her a Taurus. Uh, she is a fashion designer, soft focus. Before we get onto her, let me introduce our host, sound healer, meditation teacher, and wine mom, Sharpang. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sammy, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Same. I'm so excited to have you. I, I like. I was like, should I put on the set? Louis, he's like. I'm like, she's the one who made like the really nice like PJs, the really soft. And he's like, oh, yes. Does she make anything for men? I'm like, no, but we can ask her. We can ask her. We can yes. ask her. We can tell her. that. <laughs> well, I'm honored that you're wearing a set. I'm also fully decked out in soft focus right now. Down to my undies. So there you go. Wow. I love it. And I'll have you know, I, I didn't tell you yet because I've ordered like so much stuff from the sample sale and you have an amazing fall collection that you just put out and it looks amazing. But did you know, I ordered like really old stuff and somebody stole it from my door. No, it was stolen. It really? was stolen. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It was, it was like the denim, the denim top, which is like a really nice one. And the short robe in like the, you know, the short robe in like the navy black, like the mixed combo. Was that your recent order? No, no. It, I ordered it from like another retailer. Oh, and it okay. was stolen. It was stolen. I was like, what the fuck? Well, I am stupid. very sad about that. There is a lady in my neighborhood who goes around stealing people's packages oh off their gosh. porches as well. It's why we had to stop getting one of those like grocery delivery things. Really? So I, I feel your pain. <laughs> um, but you know what? I might have a spare one of those robes hanging around. So yeah, no I will take a look for you. No worries. Well, what else are we going to say? Like, I, I have to talk about the fall collection. You're an 80s baby, and so am I. And I love that you kind of reference, like, I love the soft lilac. Like, oh, okay. yeah. She has, like, a full sweatsuit because the sweatsuit is the uniform of 2020 in and out the house if you aren't wearing the pajamas. This is not an ad. I was not paid. I actually just love the stuff so much it's like so good oh thank you that means a lot and you know what i designed those sweatsuits in 2019 so Sick. ahead of the curve there and shell said uh would it be like too obvious to wear <laughs> the thing that the designer made and I was like, she's a Taurus. She'll like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, it is obvious, but <laughs> she would love that shit. And yeah. it's correct. Here's one thing about Taurus. Um, I find that uh, uh, Taurus uh, and Virgos actually are yeah. the best at getting spots in comedy. <laughs> they are the best at like getting onto shows oh. in comedy. They're, they're very good at it. I'd say Virgos were probably better at it, but Taurus mm, are very kind of like, I don't want to say self-interested, but they know how to get well, what I mean, there is get. a bullish quality. <laughs> right, yeah. Getting her done, I think that is a tourist thing. I don't know. I don't, you know what? There's a lot of Virgo in my life, mm. but I don't actually know that much about Virgos. It was one of the signs that I have like the most mystery about because I, I'm like a double Sag sun and moon with a cap rising. So I have, mm -hmm. and I have like four signs in Sagittarius. So I'm very fiery with some Capricorn earth, but until I had made a really good Virgo friend and I have had some Virgo friends 
Like, I didn't understand kind of, like, the earthy healing quality of the Virgo. Like, of course, we know about, like, the perfectionism and, like, you know, nothing's good enough for themselves Mm -hmm. or, like, the high standards. But until you really get to know the Virgo, then you're like, oh, okay, I get it. But my favorite thing upon learning that you were a Taurus was that I'm like, of course, a Taurus made the ultimate outfit for lounging, for going outside and looking chic, or for relaxing in your house, or work from homing, because I know that's what... You know, how did you, I think you probably talked about it before, but for the listeners, like, how did you come across, like, come across, like, brainstorming and actually creating and putting into birth this creation of yours? You've been working, you had been working freelance and working in the industry for, you know, 10 plus years. So, like, what gave you that extra yeah. push to create this? Um, well, I am a Taurus and I do uh, credit that in probably part of the reason why I chose to make fancy pajamas for a yes. living, um, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah, I I worked in fashion for like, I guess, 12, 13 years mm-hmm. now, uh, working for other companies for most of that. And um, my last corporate job, I decided to leave in 2014. And I just like, was a little like disillusioned. I was kind of ready for taking my career in a different direction and figured like, why not just to have a go at freelancing? And it was in that transition from working in an office to working from home, which really meant like rolling out of bed, grabbing my laptop and sitting on the couch all day. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I get dressed for that? Because also as a Taurus, I am an intense pleasure seeker. So um, all I wanted, like, I wasn't going to put on a bra or pants. Mm-hmm. So like, that was a non-negotiable for me. And uh, so I needed like kind of cool, fancy loungewear that still made me feel like a human being all right. after wearing it all day and like kind of spending my day like that. Um, and so that's sort of the spark for how soft focus came to be. I love it. That That is so cool. Let's just jump right into your chart. So like how much do you know I'm so about excited. This? how much do you know about your astrology chart and and this whole like cuz you can spend your whole lifetime looking at your chart. There's so much stuff to go over, but you know how much do you know about it? Um I mean, I know what like CoStar tells me. Yes. about yes. it. Um and I actually just got the Chani Nicholas book out of the library yesterday cool. and started reading it and was like, "Oh, I should stop reading and just like let this chat happen. Um, I would say that I know a lot about being a Taurus, I think. Yes. Um, the, and I've always really strongly identified with being a Taurus. Um, mm-hmm. And I sort of have a like a lighter understanding of my Aquarius Libra kind of qualities. And then, yeah. That's where the ideas come from, right? Yeah, I always just assumed like Libra was sort of the reason why like I am a quite an easygoing chill out chill out person. So I think that's like the Libra kind of balancing out my Taurus and like my Aquarius moon just keeps it weird. <laughs> there's nothing so that... Sorry. I was Oh no s- no, go ahead. I was gonna say there's there's nothing worse than a Libra who dresses badly. <laughs> Is that a terrible thing? Oh yeah. Like I <laughs> I'm a Libra. I I uh, care about the representation of my mm. should I say my people? Yeah, my yeah, sure. my people. people. <laughs> There's uh I mean in in general when someone doesn't have any like 
aesthetic appreciation. Yeah. Like it really annoys me in a way that's like kind of like transcends any oh. other sort of grievance. But is that a Libra quality to like be aesthetically minded? I think so. Yeah. Oh, it's, cool. It's one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like the interesting thing is actually both Libra and Taurus are ruled by Venus. So like you have this mm-hmm. doubly in in your like. I like to call it like the like it's not I don't know I'm just making this up now but like the personal triangle like the the sun the moon and the rising right these are the things that most outwardly kind of define or can shape how people see you your external self your inner self and the self you give out to the world upon first impression so right like the general Mm -hmm. self and how we move through the world is the sun sign which we all know it's in like you know fancy lazy Taurus Taurus, who is the pleasure seeker and ruled by Venus, the planet of beauty and love. And I'm going to throw in that Libra rising as well. I think it's interesting that, you know, you have now Libra, which I think has the lighter, airier kind of side of things, like with levity, enjoys aesthetics. Like, I don't think there's, you know, the the difference between Taurus and Libra is that I think Taurus can is an earth sign. So like material things yeah. could be stubborn not necessarily stuck in the mud, but like if you've got your mind made up as a Taurus, like no one yeah. should really bother trying to change your mind. I'll I'll give you an example. So if a Libra and a Taurus split an Uber <laughs> back from somewhere, <laughs> and if it's on the Taurus's um, Uber account, <laughs> they will message you for the money. Or the, oh. if they can't share the fare, which they usually will, they will make sure that they get the amount back for that thing. Now, if it's on the Libra's account, right? They will probably just say "fuck it." Like I think I'm more Libra on that one, for right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And and like, sorry, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say like I'm I'm going to be more Libra on that one. Yeah. And and Libra is more of a people pleaser or a social butterfly yeah. or a flirt than let's say like Taurus might be. So so that makes sense. And of course we have the Aquarius moon, which is a fast moving air sign. So like intellection, weirdness, technology, you know, creating new things and being Mm -hmm. on like that edge of like creating new things, because that's kind of the Aquarius inventiveness that we have in innovation. And, you know, of course, I I do love that you also I'm going to go back to like the 80s thing. I love that Mm -hmm. you brought the fall jumpsuit back in like that 80s lilac with that like kind of I saw it styled somewhere and it looks like, you know, like something Princess Diana would wear, you know, like that, like, yeah, date, like I so love that power I had like a strong desire for nostalgia when I was like creating the collection. And I mean, maybe will for like the remainder of the brand. I have no idea. True. But for now, I just like want everything to like feel like an 80s Esprit catalog. Oh, yes. That was it's so just, good. Like, Everybody in sweatsuits, like Gap 90s, everybody in chinos, khakis. I remember having matching sweatsuits. I had one from Target in like the 90s and it was like puff paint cactus like neon cactus uh, like tie-dye neon and pink and I had like a neon green set and a a neon pink set. It was so good but I I also love the jumpsuit and I don't know if I want it but I'm like but it's like I want it. I don't have that many we should buy it what I'm gonna get sorry for the listeners but I'm just gonna do the like oh but like what what sizing because I could go medium but because I'm short well, like, I'm we short. should do that after the show that's true I'll, it's we not can, we can do a rundown on your size after it's the not show. fun for people to listen to so I'm gonna jump back to the chart so like 
you know, we have aesthetically pleasing, pleasure-seeking Taurus and Libra, and we have Aquarius. So this is like a really nice combination. Now we get into Mercury and Venus. So mm-hmm. these are both in Aries, which is fun. Um, the Mercury sign could be how you think communication style and talking style. And Aries is fast and, you know, moving with fire, passion, creativity. It's a fire sign. Aries so like, oh, you do both? Yeah, they're born on the same day, April 7th. Wow. Yeah, how was that? Years. How was that? I mean, they're not together anymore. Oh, but... well. <laughs> fast. You know what I learned about the... Aries and Venus. Um, a Taurus friend of mine is in Aries and Venus. And she told me, I'm like, can you explain Venus and Aries? Does that mean you get bored easily? And she's like, yeah, it's not really that. But our rebound game is really strong. Like if we have a heartbreak or something doesn't work out, we're quick to move on. So I kind of like that idea. Oh, you know, I haven't had to practice that too much. I've been with my partner for like 12 years since I was like 23. Oh. And uh, yeah, so I basically so just... Sweet. I've been basically married for forever, but not actually. Yes. You know, in spirit. And like when we talk about Mercury and Venus signs as well, sorry, the Venus sign, the Mm. Venus sign can also explain kind of like the feminine energy that you might be like drawn to, which is like fiery or passionate or like fast moving, that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. because Aries is like the baby of the Zodiac, the very first cardinal sign. So everything is like quick to jump out of the gate. Um, I'm going to also now talk about your Mars sign, which is in Gemini, another air sign. And it's interesting you have, in fact, in your chart, you have a mix of air, water, earth, like pretty balanced. So I find that very interesting. Yeah, I don't think I have a lot of fire in my chart. Not that much, just like in the outer planets, like Mercury, Venus, but it's tempered by all the air and earth, right? So it's not like it gets out of control. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the Mars is in Gemini and that is just uh, the male energy you might be drawn to or like it's kind of like well Gemini is known as kind of like the crazy son of the zodiac that likes to like yeah. the trickster and the crazy one of the zodiac so it's that's the, just stirring things it's up it's the Kanye West yeah, Donald Trump it is. sign oh. yeah. so both... I'm attracted to that and I mean, you could exhibit that in your war, like, like if you are like fighting with people, it's like aggression or they like to say like sex drive. So like you probably like to keep things interesting. That's what huh. like Gemini is, is like the ruler of, is ruled by Mercury. So like a lot of like mm-hmm. quick thoughts and just moving on quickly. You know what I mean? Right. Interesting. Hmm. We're not saying you are like uh, Trump or Kanye. I but yeah, I don't think I am. the the expression, the way that they kind of you know uh, mix things up, chaotic is, um, is chaotic, the word, really. Yeah. And but, but wait, like so, what, what planets are in Gemini? Just Mars, just, just your Mars. Mars. And what is Mar- and Mars contr- is controls what? It's like aggression or sex drive, like they like to say. So, because Mars mm-hmm. is the god of war, the planet of war, and in fact, Mars is in retrograde in Aries right now. So, yes. so I what honestly, does that mean? it means that we should really try to avoid confrontation. Like somebody already like fought with me, like a friend fought with me. We had a disagreement. Um, just people's tempers might be a little frayed or short. And I think it asks us to go through this time, the next three months, I believe, with mm-hmm. patience, with caution, yeah. okay. pick your battles. And also everyone's really stressed out in a pandemic yeah. year when we're likely approaching another lockdown because. Right. And everybody's nerves are quite frayed. Like oh, I feel sorry. like everybody's fragile 
and on the verge of breakdown, but we're all kind of holding it together. But like, it's a very yeah. thin veneer that can be cracked. It's very real thin. Easily. Yeah. It's real thin. I, okay. That's why I'm, I, not, yeah. I'm not very confrontational. So I wonder if the Gemini element is like my conflicted relationship with conflict. Could that be something that that means? It could be. And you're also a Libra rising. So it's like you don't really, you know, Libra will want to sort of not rock the boat. Yeah. I'm a real people parties And just be like, just, just toe the line in a comfortable way for yourself and everybody, yourself more than everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the rest of it. And the rest are like kind of like outer social planets that really rule more like a generation than you yourself. But Two other interesting things I'm going to talk about is your North Node, which is also in Taurus. So North Node is kind of like your soul path destiny when you are fulfilling yourself in life and ascend. It's like, I don't even have a good way to say it. That's really sorry. It's your a bit future loopy. is uh, it's in, comfy. in pajamas. Your future oh, is in this pajamas. is very reassuring. Great. You have a, a comfy, luxurious future we're living in it so i think that i'm uh uh, this is always (laughs) the journey i was meant to be on i've been been napping hard for a long time so that is amazing and truly like i'm wearing it now and probably this is the closest thing to like a zoom work meeting that i'm having and Mm -hmm. i am attesting right now to all the listeners that indeed the soft focus pajama set is really great like you know it's it's very soft and it's the you I I love textiles. Taurus are the best at chilling. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I I have to say, like, so much, even just like the work from home thing, I, even just lockdown in general has been so in line with how mm. I like to live my life generally. Like, it has not been that much of a transition for me, or it's like taken a long mm. time for it to feel like a strain because. Like, you're like, oh, I just have to stay home and hang out on the couch and, like, eat snacks? Great. This is, like, my perfect life. I I only have to see people sometimes. Yeah. Cool. I think the um, – I think it is an interesting, like, thing about, like, what you wear makes, like, determines how you feel. And I don't really have, like, a – actually, I did get a pajama set, but, like, mm-hmm. lockdown wear was, like – gray t-shirt as I wear every single day but then just like gym shorts and it always made me feel just like disgusting it gets old after a while that's sort of what I found for myself like I I truly am lazy to the core in a way Mm. so um for me when I first started the whole work from home thing like I I didn't set an alarm because I didn't have a ton of obligations at the very beginning. And uh, I I would, like, roll out of bed. I would not get dressed. I would not wash my face. Like, I would not brush my teeth. I would distractedly work for many hours. And then all of a sudden, it would be, like, 5 p.m. And I was still wearing my pajamas <laughs> and unwashed. And, like, my, my boyfriend works at home as well. So, like, there was just a point where I felt bad that this was what he had to witness every day. And like, also I like, it doesn't feel good. I work in fashion cause I like style and self-expression mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, uh, I, t- I pushed it to the limit and then realized there needed to be a better way, but I still needed to be comfy. Like it was still core. Mm-hmm. Like 
I think I might buy one of those weird contraptions that allows you to work on your laptop while reclining. <laughs> like I am the customer for that. Oh no, those oh, those look those. like some some <laughs> horror to me. It looks. No, I hate that what, idea. What is it? What is it like it's, a laptop? It's like what a. Does it look like? It's like a frame a that allows you to be in bed, like you're on life support. You like recline and have your laptop positioned so that uh, it's like a. Oh, I see. Of. And so it doesn't hurt your back as much when you're like slumped on the couch doing work. That's too far for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's too far. I like chilling, but there's a point. Me and me and Taurus butt heads sometimes. But we're we're aligned by our mutual love of chilling. But there comes a point where it like diverges a little bit, and I'm like, this is this is too much for me. Like, well, I also can get comfortable very easily, and I love like that's the stationary stability. So what mm. habit forming is like very easy for me to do, almost to my detriment. So. I think I like am able to now recognize when I've gotten like a little too comfortable. Mm. <laughs> need to... I don't think I know the fine I... line. I don't think I know the fine line between like the chilling and the too chilling. Although I also as a Capricorn rising, I'm like right now in this meeting, I'm like, am I I'm like, is it a possible thing to be too comfortable? I'm like, am I too comfortable? Is this like, should I feel less comfortable? Should I feel more like, I, I think it's Why? interesting. because Why should you feel too, uh, less comfortable? That always pisses me off about yeah, like, like fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, especially mm-hmm. for women. Mm-hmm. And like, you always have to be uncomfortable in order to look yeah. in. Like, you're always like fidgeting. Like how many layers of Spanx do you have to wear with something in order to like look okay? I'm not like down with that. Mm-hmm. So like, let's have a stretchy waistband. Like so it's good. not going to kill anybody. Like, yeah. so what if you gain like a few COVID pounds? The pants will move with you. Like it's great. That's exactly how. That's the the philosophy I've I've been living. I I don't really wear jeans, but I was never like a denim person. You know how some people love the jeans and such. I don't think I was really like a big denim person, or have not been in the last few years. I'm like I'm curvy, so like if you're sort of shapely, it also it's usually not as comfortable to wear like tight fitting things and structured waistbands and no. stuff like that. I love it. I love a double XL shirt. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just bought some t-shirts to tie-dye for, for me and my boyfriend. And he got size large and I got size 2XL because yes. I'm extra big. <laughs> real ones know that the double XL or the triple XL is like the real size that you want to be wearing. Yeah, it's like a dress on me and I'm so yes. happy. It's so good. All right. What else was I, what else did I want to go over while I have this chart here just looking through it can you tell me more about being an Aquarius yeah I mean the Aquarius is just kind of known as like the detached weirdo alien of the zodiac when it comes to your moon sign and the Aquarius vibe honestly I have Aquarius friends and I love them but it's kind of like herding cats because they can be absent-minded or it's like they won't show up if you need to meet them on like I just some of them they just like will not show up even though you've made a plan like it just happens so you just times. leave yeah. you leave out a little saucer <laughs> of milk and then they will just turn Cat up treats. i you- think i need that for my brain it drives my it drives my partner crazy because my i like my, my thoughts just go everywhere Absolutely. all the time it's hard for me to <laughs> focus and i like that dreamer quality so i sort of am like that's just who i am but uh <laughs> 
yeah. it's it's like the sensation in a dream where you you're trying to remember a dream like you might have yeah. a very good dream or like there's a certain like um sensation or memory or something and then you try and capture it yeah. that's um that's usually what i like think about when i think aquarius like yeah the unobtainable yeah and like one more thing the fortune i love like the esoteric signs quote like fortune for you is in cancer which is also about like the home or like a maternal quality so like fortune in terms of just like good luck or prosperity is in home loving cozy cancer as well which is really cool i like that i'm doubling down on this there's a lot of coziness happening (laughs) um jupiter is in the fourth house and I believe the fourth house is like the home house, actually. The so, home house. Yeah, like about like home, the house of the home. So like <laughs> Jupiter is like. <laughs> what good is that? What does that luck. mean? The house home. Like it just no like the houses like there's oh, twelve houses that the zodiac the three hundred and sixty degree wheel of the zodiac is separated into that. When you get into houses, like it's so intense, and I'm just yeah. Like, I'm, I think I'm gonna try to deep dive into it while I have this this Chani book out from the the library. Yes. I like printed out my chart, but I was going to do it after this because I wanted you, to You that. printed it out. That's, yeah. I miss printing out stuff. We've got a printer. I should use we it more, but the ink's so damn expensive. But I remember as a, as a kid, like finding a cool web page on a dinosaur and then you'd print it out. It took so many pages too. Yeah, it was cool. Not either. Like you were just like, let's waste this paper. <laughs> but it's a real shame though, because like you've you've worked in finance, so obviously like you know, especially with like the 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 training in finance. Finance. You get... I haven't worked in finance. finance. Everywhere, yeah. Is it finance? No, she's a fashion designer. Why are you saying finance? No, she used to work in finance. No, no I never worked. No, in finance. she worked. I've in always worked in fashion. Oh, you always worked in fashion. Yeah, I suck, I suck at finance. Oh, I thought you changed careers. No, no, no I'm actually I'm like one of those kids who went to fashion school and then became a fashion designer. Okay, well, anyway, yeah. I completely <laughs> misremembered that. I feel like he got like a Elon Musk implant in the brain that told him to override the fashion Uh-oh. for ten years. The point that I was making was about printing stuff off. I oh, used yes. to. Printing stuff off used to be like a fun thing, which mm. people used to, I used to do as a kid. Oh, yeah. I and printed like. Going through like work life. I used to work in finance. I'm talking about oh, you me. Did? Yes. I like shitty bank jobs and mm-hmm. the amount of paper that was wasted yeah. in those things, like any sort of like corporate job thing, just like yeah. crap would be printed off. And every time I go to the bank, actually, and they insist on printing out like three copies right. of everything. Yeah. I'm like, I really don't need that. They're like, no, please take this pamphlet again that we already gave you three times. Them and Uline, always sending me a catalog when I don't need a catalog. Make printing fun again. That's what I'm saying. Make printing fun again. Well, I mean, even just having a printer is pretty novel for me because I didn't have one for a really long time. But um, we just got like a hand-me-down one and I use it for like printing out shipping labels and stuff. Yes. And I was like, nor I mean when I had like an office job, I used to print personal stuff at the office. Absolutely. But now I, I ha I'm the office, so I just got to 
I loved printing I love printing all kinds of stuff on like you know like the office always has like a great laser printer that's like perfect ink and Uh, it's like gigantic I miss that I really want to make like a big mood board but I don't have like a color printer and I also would probably be like too cheap to print out all of the like pretty pictures and it wastes so so much ink if you have like a crappy printer it sucks and it doesn't look nice and like inkjet when the page would be wet yeah with ink when it came out of the printer And it's warm as well. Yes. You can put it on your pot. I love that feeling of like a freshly copied sheet of paper. It's great. It's like laundry, but a paper. We need to take printing back. Like, I don't know what... It's just such a shame that printing became this like awful corporate drudgery. Just like... Um, all I remember is like training materials being printed off. Like all the the shit that you need to learn. Early in my like assisting level jobs and stuff like that I had to like make copies of things and print things but I actually Mm. enjoyed that it made me like feel like capable that I understood how to use the the copier yeah I think that's why so much stuff was printed off in those environments because trainers would just print off their powerpoint they would give a powerpoint and then they would just print off each individual slide for it uh-huh. and uh, and staple it together and it's like yeah yep, there's my job that's me earning here's <laughs> me doing something yeah and then there's just like the guy who like sees how much gets spent on like staples yes. in the office and he's just tearing his hair out all the time the accountant yeah One- if, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> if you're an '80s baby, you will remember the dot matrix printer, and I certainly had so much fun. Is that the one with the like uh, hole paper yeah. on the side, and then would, you would hear it like. Shur, oh shur. yeah, I remember going. I I was in like I was in part time gifted, uh, humble brag, and um, yes. they that had like Commodore computers that we got to use cool. uh, in the classroom. It was like a really big deal. It is. I remember there was this like 80s game. It was like you're like a hitchhiker or you're like driving a car and then you make decisions like why and like, will you pick up the hitchhiker? Yes. I remember that very, very like you were just going on a cross Canada road trip on a like 80s computer. It was like that. That stuff was cool. Like early computer games are like really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Very basic. Like early Mario where like you literally yes. could just jump yeah. up and down. That was, I think, all the activity that they did. Now it's too complicated. I, I miss the simpler either. days of Super yeah. Nintendo. Mm. It's too it's too spectacular now. Games like it's too immersive. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like being. Um, I, I guess it is like a drug in a lot of ways. Like if mm-hmm. you've does your uh, partner play like Red Dead Redemption? Does He's he not play? a video game guy. Okay, good. That's <laughs> yeah, I feel hang on, <laughs> hang on to that guy because. <laughs> Cool. Continue it's... hanging on. Continue. Yeah, it's thing. just all music equipment that's behind cool. me. There's that's no gaming. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, don't don't start. <laughs> that's my advice with gaming. Don't yeah. start. Just do drugs instead. That's my <laughs> advice. Basically, I mean, I think for him, like the saddest day in our relationship was the day that I got my iPhone because, <laughs> like, it, our relationship has never been the same ever again. <laughs> I don't think he's ever gotten the same amount of attention out of me and it's been a long time that i've had this thing so it's yeah, hard just, i know the feeling I, it's just me playing my dumb little like panda pop game oh my gosh, I was, yes. i'm on like level <laughs> two thousand what is the game? What, what's the objective? Okay. 
What's the panda game? What do you do in it? Uh, it's basically like that bubble pop okay, kind of yeah. game, except there's little baby pandas trapped Aww. in the bubbles and a mom panda, <laughs> and she's trying to save them with the colored balls. Oh my gosh. Um, Stop yeah. telling Shar about this game. That's exactly <laughs> That's- the sort of goofy shit that she would I enjoy. Like that I've already turned on several friends to it. <laughs> Very addictive. Shaw has a second iPhone for games. Uh, for games. Word yeah. game is just because it's my old one. Word game and Candy Crush. <laughs> oh yeah, I might actually get back into Candy Crush. True story. My my phone froze, and I thought to fix it, I could delete the Panda Pop game, <gasps> and it wouldn't lose my place. Yes. But it did. And Ooh. so I'm sort of having a breakup with Panda Pop and I'm looking for a replacement time suck. I actually, <laughs> I actually like Candy Crush Friends. Like, obviously, they made like 500 iterations of it. I had played the original one, the jelly one. Like, I sound like such a zombie, but whatever. No, um, I was on the bus coming home from work one time. And this was like years ago when I still, when I was working a regular job and I was playing Candy Crush on the bus and there were these two guys standing over me who were like clearly like coders or like they designed video games or something. Yeah. And I had my headphones in, but I could hear them talking about how dumb Candy Crush was. So I like, I, I was like, okay, well then what game should I be playing? And they were like, oh, she <laughs> And um, they gave me these, like, games that were, like, I think I just need something mindless. Like, I just need colors and shapes connecting together. It's kind of soothing for me, maybe because of, like, my designs or the sensibilities. That's, like, all I want. It's very, it's kind of meditative, except for when I accidentally stay up very late. Yeah, I I do love smoothing out the brain from the stress of the day yeah, to just it. play like a dumb, dumb, dumb game. I, yeah. I gave up on Duolingo months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I downloaded a Sudoku Ooh. and I knew that wasn't going to last long. And <laughs> I was right. Too much thinking. Sudoku much had such a moment, didn't it? It was like, like 2010 or something. Yeah. Like, everyone was like, I'm just not a numbers person. Like, I get stressed out looking at a spreadsheet. I'm learning not to because it's yeah. important for being a small business yes. owner. But um, you yeah, shouldn't make not... it your fun time. <laughs> there used to be um, there used to be a weird trick on. I think it was uh, Mac or like Windows ninety five, mm-hmm. where if you go on Word, you would type in a certain combination. And it would suddenly change to pinball. Do you remember that? Oh, no, oh. I didn't know about this. Yeah, it was oh, Windows love... 95 or 97. And it may have been the Mac or or a Mac thing. But yeah, you'd type in a code and it would pop up with pinball. And then oh, you could play oh. pinball. pinball. It couldn't have been a Mac thing because Mac didn't have like fun game things yeah. on it when it was like in the early days. Yeah. Or they... like in the 90s days. No, I think it. Yeah, I think it may have Was been it a Microsoft thing. I'm pretty sure it was Microsoft Word. I liked playing pinball. I remember Microsoft. being like really jealous of people who had like a, I guess Microsoft computer. Oh God, I think uh, I sound a PC, a PC, yeah, a PC. That's the one. Um, because they had Solitaire automatically oh, on it, and like all I wanted to do was play Solitaire. That's a classic. They game. didn't have them on Macs. It was so sad. Do you remember the game called? Tim's Incredible Machines. No. What's that? That was that was the best fucking game of all time. I love this game. It was uh the objective was there was two modes. One of them was um 
you'd have to get a ball from one side to another side and you were given different objects to put in there to try and get a ball to go somewhere. Now, the different objects you had were like you could have a candle, but you would need to get something to light the candle and you could have like a, a piece of string from one thing to another thing and it might have like a balloon on the end. So you could get... Way to learn problems. It was it was so cool. So you'd have to get something to to light the candle, which would then set fire to the string, which would then release the balloon, which would then bump into something else. And the story mode had like an objective to get this thing here. But if you went to the sandbox mode, you could just mess around with making one thing like flip into another there was like a little crocodile and you could make the um the little guy like fly into the crocodile's mouth and you would just eat him and it sounds really fun I don't it was I so good it yeah I it sounds great the Me- only games we had on our computer growing up were like educational so i had mm. where in history like where in time is carmen san diego yes right i remember the box and like an encyclopedia. Those were like the, <laughs> yes. the things that were, we had on our computer growing up. I think this game came with a computer and I've been trying to find it ever since. Oh. It's like the dream thing, trying to capture yeah, it. I bet you it'll be so satisfying when you do find it and you I get need to play to... it. It's going to fulfill every every nostalgic desire you have. Oh like, yeah, like, like yeah. do you have a, uh, a brother or sister? I have a younger sister. A younger sister, right? Me, me too. So there's like a. She's a Virgo. Oh, for real. My sister's a a, a Taurus. Oh. So we we've we've we're acquainted with chilling. Me and my... yeah. <laughs> if there's ever like if there's ever food to be had or like some kind of like comfort thing. My sister will be the one to find it. She's she's oh, the best at chilling. Well, so. I mean, and I also think I'm like that presence yeah. for my sister for sure. Like, where are the free snacks? <laughs> yes. How many can we get? How many can we get away with? What are the implications of this? It doesn't matter. Let's just get. And I'm snacks. constantly like, do we really have to go do something? Like, <laughs> yes. Can we, can we just hang out at your place and like get stoned and watch a movie? That's that's all I want to do ever. The sibling telepathy is real. Yeah. Should we draw some uh, yeah, we some cards? <gasps> Are you gonna read my tarot? So yes. I'm very excited for this because I I heard I mentioned already that I my my COVID hobby I hope that, yeah, yeah is teaching myself tarot. Ooh. So I've I've been slowly like playing with it and thinking that I'm really brilliant at it okay. until I try to read somebody else's cards and then realize I don't really know what I'm doing. So. Very excited to have my cards read. Due to the restrictions on um, the fact that it's video and like we can't yeah. lay the table out, we're just going to mm-hmm. do three cards. And cool. are those major arcanas? They're all major arcana cards. Nice. There, we, okay. have, we have uh, three here. And what will happen is, well, I'll <laughs> this shuffle. Is, Wait, I'll, how do you I'll shuffle, shuffle with the mic? You, I exactly. have to put it down. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so so what I'm gonna do, Sammy, is I'm gonna shuffle. You can, hear, yeah. I'm gonna shuffle with my hands here, uh-huh. and you can just tell me when to stop. Okay, I'm gonna let you keep going for a All little right. bit. Lewis, or so, you could ring the chimes. I'm gonna keep shuffling. 
Oh yeah, Ring the Chimes is very nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can do it like maybe shuffle two more times and then and then you can. I'll, I'll keep shuffling. I'm shuffling. Okay. You can just tell me to stop anytime. Okay, you can stop now. Okay, I've stopped. So yeah. then what we do is like I'll cut the deck with your direction into three piles. Okay. I think Lewis just kind of runs because normally he's doing it. He's running his finger along. Oh, okay. So do that again and then I'll know where you... I'll go okay. closer to you. Okay, stop. Okay, my finger is here. I've cut the deck into one pile and now so we have two piles yeah. and I would say they're roughly... Well, let me stack them together. What kind of deck is that? It's the Wild Unknown deck by Kim Kranz. Alright, so they're actually pretty much equally in half so you can tell yeah. me which one I should try to cut again. Um, yep. This is number one, and this is okay. number two. Okay, uh, number one. All right, so I'm going to fan out the cards once more, mm -hmm. and I will slowly move my finger across until you... Now. Okay. Let's see. Okay, so now we have three piles, and... Pile number one is the old one, which is the largest. Mm -hmm. I have pile number two here. Yeah. And pile number three. So, you know. Pick a, pick a pile? Uh, yeah, you just have to decide. Maybe, Lewis, oh. can you hold this? <laughs> this <is> so <laughs> All right. Pile number one is the, the thickest one. The big one. Pile yeah. number two, this is the remnants of the deck you just split. So. I feel like we have too much integrity <laughs> for this game. I know. It's like, like a shell game. We we should have just taken the easy route I and just picked I can't, I can't three no, any I, cards. But I, I, I like I like doing it this way. Um <laughs> I want the I want the second pile. Alright, so number two yeah. is this on top or on bottom? Top. Okay, that's on the top. Then what goes underneath it? A big one. Oh, okay. It doesn't... Okay, here we go. All right, good. Okay, so now I have card one, two, and three. We'll start with three here. And card number one, we have Temperance, the Sagittarius card. And yeah. Temperance, you know, what? it's like a test. Like, what's your understanding of the word Temperance and of this card, Sammy? It's like um. a... You know what? I'm not super familiar with it because I don't think I've mm. ever pulled it for myself before. I guess it means like moderation and control. Yes. Like you can see there's like a blue heron and it's kind of crying tears that are into this flame of fire. Flame. The interesting thing is that it it can be known as the Sagittarius card, but it is kind of like it is sort of like moderation. But mm -hmm. also I think it represents when we have temperance it also asks us it's also one of forgiveness which is interesting mm. so we have temperance a nice mind the libra energy kind of like you know what i mean it's like just moderate yourself and be sensible mm. yeah okay. yeah okay so that's the first card second card oh we have arcana number 13 the death card okay and this is interesting because it's another bird sigil yeah. kind of here and this is kind of like a crow skeleton or something. But, you know, for you, like, um, have has this card come up with you on your readings and studies? 
Um, I don't think I've pulled death for myself before, but I think I've read about it. And I sort of understand it as, well, maybe it's at the, maybe I'm confusing it with the tower card, but like, just kind of like ends and new beginnings and things like that. Because I feel like in tarot, there's no like bad cards. No, not at all. Change cards. Um, but I feel, I think it's interesting that the temperance card is kind of this like really like fully plumed yeah. bird and there's so much color and this is a very stark contrast <laughs> How to things that. can change. Yeah, yeah, I think that's interesting too. Yeah, if you, it's a, apparently it's pretty, I can't use my hands. It's pretty I, funny. I feel like in a way it's like laying bare. It's <laughs> yeah. just like a, a, a shedding the, the past and shedding previous layers of living and ways of doing things maybe and and wearing pajamas yeah time to just wear your pjs and like burn your bra stripping back yeah Yeah, bring bring that back that was some classic classic old school yeah the bra burning feminism yeah burning the bra rallies i think yeah you know what i'm just gonna it's a good it's a good like um symbolic thing like to to burn a piece of clothing because it goes up really quick as well you know Do you know it's that? like yeah. a real <laughs> i think you're just thinking of that episode of the simpsons where like Mark yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Open flames in like a second so it's not very dramatic i didn't know there was so much tissue paper in that bra <laughs> um but yeah i mean the bra is kind of dead anyways especially is, in 2020 so mm. I'm gonna host a make bras great again. A bra, a That's bra your burning for new Halloween. mission. <laughs> a bra burning bonfire for Halloween. Oh yeah, that's that a great cool. idea. Sponsored by Softbook. Yes, <laughs> we should do it. the The next card, the final card here, is number twelve, and we also have another winged creature. It's the hanged man, and it's an upside down bat. Oh, I like the hanged man. So, I'm into the hanged man. Me too. Yeah, we we love it here. My- Although I. I have a really traditional deck. Like I just have the rider right away. Deck yes. So like the number four in his legs and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um. Tell me about what you think about the hanged man. I oh. have it as um. Oh. My my phone wallpaper is. You do. It's me with the hanged man. Is Shaw oh, with cool. the hanged man? But yeah, as you were saying. Well, the thing is, like, I always like this card because it's about kind of stasis. Like, even if we look at your spread here, we, the first card is temperance, the full feathered heron turning into, if we want to call that past, like moderation, turning into the inevitable spiritual, you know, transformation from like physical being to spiritual being, like, mm-hmm. or even shedding or laying bare the foundation of society or like kind of what we're all contending with in this special year which will be certainly in the record books yeah. you know all of us have gone through some sort of you know you know like looking at the foundations and the bones of our life and questioning or un- like trying to understand you know what is our purpose or like what can we actually do like how much of life can we actually control or predict just say not very much of it and you know the hangman puts this uh, a final not even a nail in the coffin, like a final kind of like thud on the hammer here because the hangman is about like, okay, you know what? Is there anywhere that you can go? Sometimes not really. We're kind of all stuck or we're all kind of in stasis together here in hibernation. And this card really teaches that that, that sometimes the true action is non-action. The- yeah, it's like a really thoughtful, like cerebral kind of 
card, right? Mm-hmm. The Ellen DeGeneres in lockdown card. Yeah. It it's the everyone in soft focus jumpsuit fall. Was, I don't know how much fall you, winter. I don't know how much you're into conspiracy, Sammy, but there was a really funny. Ellen was like, uh, "Is there a conspiracy about her fall yeah. from grace?" Yeah, someone um, pointed out the similarity because this is the this deck has a, a bat as the hanged man. Yeah. Um, but on the traditional. Um, like tarot thing uh the hanged man has his legs kind of crossed yeah, in the floor yeah, and there's a picture of ellen um oh, is there? people were saying that she was had like a um an ankle monitor and that she was under house arrest there's a there's a lot of interesting weird stuff about it but people took this uh image of ellen on a sofa with her leg across. across the other one and said that she was trying to represent the hanged man like she was trying to send a message that she was uh, in solitude, which I found very funny. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like a very like the dark web of tarot. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh true! Absolutely! Definitely. Hmm. There's a there's a lot to a lot to discover. It's true, and even in the chart, like the aspects between your planets, conjunctions, what like there's reverse stuff with the twelve houses, like the houses could be in the planets, the signs are in your houses. So it's like a lot. And even when you get into synastry, like checking like your chart against your partners or a friends, it's mm. very interesting looking at the relationships between all the planets of yours and your partner's house. Also, there's another interesting branch of it that I recently discovered. Uh, astrology, like carto, carto astrology, where you can put your birth chart onto the map of the world and then follow the lines of all your planets and rising sign, whatever, and wow. find some power spots for yourself. And interestingly, I had done this for myself. One of the power spots was like Papua New Guinea, which is uh -huh. a place that before looking at that, I've always been super fascinated about and have always uh -huh. wanted to go, but you need a lot of money. You need to be very wealthy to be able to see the stone age people's like gathering and like living and wearing yeah. their like amazing kind of like traditional outfits like like mud masks like birds of paradise like feather hats or like just all kinds of stuff and yeah another, i guess it's yeah. not really a thing to like just show up with like a guidebook and like yeah get going no oh, yeah and another one was like northern Japan, which I've always wanted to go to, but like oh. astrophotography. So with these places that like have like a like you would do very well there, like you're spiritually drawn to, like what is yes. what is that have to do with it? Some of it can be like spiritually drawn to, or like having to do with like I I think it's a bit. I'm not going to say it's tenuous at best, it, but it's just like a fun thing to look at. There were mm -hmm. some other lines that some of them might just put you in the middle of the ocean you know what I mean so you have to see if it touches land um some could be like oh this is maybe like where you might move for work or like your career could be good here or your love like could be good here but like to be honest a lot of them like for me fell in the ocean but another spot that aligned was like northeastern Brazil and in fact I have met over the years like and met some new friends like who are from northeastern Brazil so that's just huh. like interesting so yeah 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 oh, cool. Are you into like human design or anything like that? That sounds uh, 
Oh, you guys don't know about human design? No, I don't know what that is sounds it. Like it some, sounds like some um, eugenics. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, I don't know what it is. It sounds like some Westworld replicant it's shit. It's like, I, I feel like it's like astrology on steroids, maybe. It's, it's like astrology, chakras, and like the I Ching Ooh. all kind of combined. And it... Classes. Anyways, we don't have to get into it because I would be a very bad person to explain it. I'm so it. curious. I think Lewis is looking it That's up. our next thing. Human design. Yeah. It's, well, it's interesting, though. It, like, you can, like, put put in your birth date ooh, information wow. the same oh way my goodness. the chart. And then there's all these, like, crazy, like, flows and connections and houses of the body. And Whoa. you you have, it's, like, the openness and closeness of like, the way your chakras connect wow. and who you are as a person it's like there's i think five classifications i just i just googled we, we don't really images. have time to get yeah. into this no I, I don't think we should. i'm a big <laughs> i'm a big conspiracy guy and i looked at the pictures that came up and it's like triangles and lots of different graphs yeah, pointing everywhere this looks like my shit if there's some combination of like astrology with pizzagate and other yeah. illuminati uh, things this mm-hmm. sounds. This looks pretty sick. We're gonna, we're gonna use this. We're gonna, we're gonna it's delve into wave, this because astrology yeah. is now too mainstream. We need the yeah. next thing. We so. need to find oh. new things to to get into because now that it's getting a bit colder, yeah. it's harder to go and do comedy. So I need mm. to get back into my conspiracy theories. That's what yeah, I need to do. Great. Time to well, get my soft focus pajamas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Get comfortable. Yeah. And. Go crazy because it's I almost like it. winter. These are the clothes for for self exploration, guys. I'm gonna Hell get yeah. that jumpsuit. I'm getting that jumpsuit. Just to finish off, we usually have like a big question mm. to finish off. So, um, I guess we'll make it about clothes design. Cool. Um, if you could. Um, if you could make clothing out of a material that is impossible to to make into clothing, mm-hmm. like any sort of element or like maybe even like an idea, what would mm-hmm. you make a piece of clothing out of? Like this is like the best question i've ever been asked i know usually i come up with some absolute bullshit but i was actually like oh shit this is actually quite a good question as i was saying it um yeah i'll be honest the first thing that came to mind was marshmallows um but i think i can do better than that i mean so sustainability i mean if i want to get like real and practical about it sustainability is very important to me and how i like run my business and it's also like a very challenging aspect of my business so i'm like super fascinated by all of the kind of new plant-based fabrics like where they're making things out of mushrooms and Mm -hmm. um (laughs) making a dmt shirt (laughs) yes you have a warm dmt Yeah, can you imagine? Actually, there's my answer right there. Like, if you could just somehow put on a blanket that was just, like, a psilocybin, like, invisible cloak that you could just, like, put on, take a trip, like, just (laughs) in that moment while you have it on, and then you just take it off when you're ready to go. Like, how beautiful a thing would that be? That would be sick. 
That is so cool. Let's just make that my answer. That's the best uh, answer. <laughs> I, I think I'd say, hmm. I don't... I would make... Um, thing is, I even though I'm a Libra and I should have some aesthetic um, sensibilities, <laughs> I wear the same thing every day. And... Mm -hmm. It's a uniform. I guess it's, I'm, the, I'm the same way. It's yeah. too exhausting thinking about it all the time. I guess Actually, it's I think because you're creative. Mm. You need that like attention sort of placed elsewhere. So clothing yeah. is maybe something you need to be simple. So I so I wear like gray t-shirt, yeah. um, black trousers, black Air Max ninety five. That's what I wear every every single day. So I would if I was to create. Um, an item of clothing out of some esoteric material, it would probably be the black pants. Because Ooh. as a fashion designer, you should know the money should be spent on pants and shoes. The, the top can be cheap, but pants and shoes are where you should invest your money into. Is okay, that yeah, that's fairly practical advice, yeah. yeah. So I would create like the perfect pair of black pants. And that I would- That doesn't like fade? Yeah, so Ooh. I would have like um, it would be like the material of like black holes. So it'd be like the blackest Whoa. pants, okay. and I w ideally Air Max to match as well, <laughs> like the the blackest black pants. To, In fact, match. you know what? Maybe maybe just the Air Max I would have as 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 black because. Uh, the trousers don't really matter. It's all about the shoes. So I would make a pair of black Air Max, black on black with black hole material. Ooh. And they would be so sick and they would never get dirty. And yeah. light would die in it. And <laughs> yeah. I would walk I'm, along. I'm trying to like Im imagine like what your feet would really look like to the outside world if the shoes were made in energy vortex <laughs> they would be the a perfect silhouette maybe they'd have some other sort of uh material so it wouldn't destroy the world you know mm -hmm. so maybe yeah. not the blackest black but pretty mm -hmm. pretty damn black that's what i would have i think that's a really cool idea what about you Shaw? you know i um love swimming i'm a fire sign but i love swimming so i think that i'd make some sort of suit or containment thing like it would look like probably these pjs or something but anywhere that i wanted to go i could it could be like i was in a hot tub or i could be like swimming in it while doing something which is really weird but like i just really like swimming it's very to have the feeling of constantly being in, in water a hot tub or swimming uh, that's a really cool idea yeah guys like, i think we have just had the three best fashion ideas <laughs> that have ever ever been imagined one day in the history of time one day psilocybin uh was it a, was it a shirt a, a cloak it was like a cloak like, okay. like, 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 like a harry potter invisible cloak right sort of but a but you can you can style it with other things so you LSD can like coat. oh you know what i wasn't really thinking about <laughs> yeah. the outside world's experience with it. right but like imagine wearing all three of these things whoa that'd be that'd be an black, experience black yeah. hole air max <laughs> the the swimming. swimming sensation thing yeah. and the cloak like <laughs> that that's a superpower right there you know what i might actually watch a fucking marvel film if there was some cool shit like that in it i yeah. i don't know about you i i can't stand superhero films i think really no i just 
they dress badly that's <laughs> one of the things like okay, too many explosions i can't really uh i can't really keep up with it but mm. that's another thing um <laughs> i think we'll leave it there this has been really fun yeah thank yeah, you so much for having me guys this was so exciting so uh you can check out soft focus all day loungewear for any occasion go check it out be comfortable Buy the full sweatsuit. Buy the full sweatsuit. <laughs> you won't regret it. It's I'm getting sure. cold. Yeah. You're going to be indoors in anyway. In softfocus.com. Wait, just say it again. I'm going to put delay on it. Okay. In softfocus.com is where you will find Sammy Smith's amazing designs for loungewear. I also love that you just drop the robe too. Like there's a sweat. Suit I'm wearing suit. it right now. Oh, it, sick! It's my it's my power suit in sweatpants. Are I you wearing the like whole thing? I'm wearing the yeah, whole thing. I'm wearing like it. the robe jacket and the joggers Ooh. right now. That's my like '80s Melanie Griffith yes. working girl. Let's tackle the day in a sweatsuit kind of vibe. I think I need the and I I'm, need the sweatsuit robe too. Tackle the what did you say again, Sammy? What do you mean? You said tackle the day tackle in the day. Oh, oh, tackle the day. Oh, damn it. I don't remember what it I was, said. It was such a good tagline. Oh, well. Tackle the day in her like power suit robe, oh, but I didn't oh, yeah. say it right. Tackle the day in your sweatsuits. Tackle the day in your sweatsuit. Like Excellent. Thank you so much. Sammy Smith, Sha Pang, Pang Stars. <laughs> <laughs>